Hello, fellow worshipers. Welcome back to the Linwood Worship Podcast. It is me, AJ. This podcast is uh, where I share with you some thoughts about the whys behind what we do on Sunday when we're leading our people in worship. My goal here is not just to expand your mind but and to help you acquire more knowledge, but I want to kindle your passion. I want to help you to be oriented more towards Jesus. So, last week, we took a look at the concept of the fourfold order of worship. Some people call it the fourfold pattern. Um, This is a biblical pattern for worship that the church throughout history has used when they meet together. Some of the earliest liturgical documents all the way back to the second century show this pattern. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, it would definitely be worth going back and checking it out. I think it's only like five minutes, so it's not going to take much of your time. The four movements that make up this fourfold pattern are gathering, word, table, and sending. These four categories shape the order of events in a worship gathering. The gathering refers to the beginning portion of the service where God welcomes us in and reveals himself to us and we respond with songs and prayers. The word portion refers to the sermon in which we hear God speak to us by his word. And the table portion refers to the sacrament of communion wherein God nourishes us by the bread and cup and we reenact the saving work of Jesus. And the sending portion refers to the end of the service where God sends us out into the world to live lives of worship. So this fourfold pattern is not just seen in church history, it's also seen in scripture. And one great example of this is the Emmaus Road Encounter. And I don't typically do this in the podcast, but I think it's worth reading that passage in its entirety. And this is from Luke 24, verses 13 to 35. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they had talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Clopas, said, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what's more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are! How slow to believe that all the prophets have spoken! Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it's nearly evening, the day is almost over. And so he went in to stay with them. 
When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem, where they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. And then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. So in this passage, the four movements, gathering word, table, and sending, are clear. In the beginning of the passage, a couple of disciples are walking and Jesus meets with them in verses 13 through 24. There are introductory remarks, there's a dialogue between Jesus and disciples. This reflects the gathering portion of a service. The second movement, word, is represented in verse 27, where it says, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. This single verse is actually an excellent summary of what every sermon should be, explaining how all the scriptures point to Jesus and his saving work. The third movement, table, is reflected in verse 30, where it says, He stayed with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. This is actually the same language that the gospel writers use when they describe the Last Supper. The communion connection here is clear. What's even more interesting is that the disciples Jesus was with did not recognize Jesus until that meal. It's in the bread and the cup that we see Jesus. And then finally, this portion of scripture ends with the disciples getting up and returning to Jerusalem to tell everyone what had happened. They were sent out to spread the good news concerning Jesus, just like we are sent out at the end of a service to live lives of worship. So, in conclusion, it's worth considering briefly why this matters for us as worshipers at Visalia CRC. I think we learned three important lessons from the Emmaus Road encounter specifically concerning worship. First, there is both biblical and historical rationale to the order of events as outlined in the fourfold pattern. Second, we learn the value and importance of communion. In it, we quite literally see Jesus through the symbols of bread and cup. And finally, we learn that, as Jesus pointed out, all of the scriptures point to him. And as such, so should our services all point to Jesus. So, in preparation for tonight's discussion, please consider what in this episode was new information to you, what you may have found yourself disagreeing with, or what clarifying questions you might have. 